Hey, hey, you're listening to the Journey with Janice podcast. Join me on the journey of pursuing Jesus, building our lives on the word, and seeing this world impacted with the love of God. The Journey with Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. You can find my podcast and other great podcasts in the network at newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Journey with Janice and check out my website, journeywithjanice.com. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Journey with Janice podcast. I am so excited to have my friend Ty Hicks on the podcast with me today. Ty is a pastor. He releases hilarious, encouraging, and relatable Christian content through social media, and he's making a huge difference in the world for Jesus through his life in ministry. Welcome, Ty. Hey, everyone. Thank you, Janice, for letting me on your podcast today, and I'm excited to just encourage some people around the world. I'm so excited, too. I'm excited to finally have you on here. It's been something I've been wanting to do all year, but I guess God was waiting for me to finally maybe actually stay home for a little while because I've been on the road quite a bit this year. So I'm excited that it finally worked out for you to be on here. Absolutely. So I love starting out my podcast whenever I have guests on with five fun facts, just to give listeners a little insight into who you are and just to share a little bit about yourself. So are you up for that? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. So fun fact number one, Ty, what is something on your bucket list? Yeah. So I had to think about this one really good, but um, one bucket list that I have, something on my bucket list is, uh, I would love to preach in a stadium setting. I think that God has opened up a lot of doors, um, in my life so far, but I think it'd be really cool to be in a stadium and just bring the word of God to the people there. That is so awesome. Like a winter jam type thing or like, absolutely. The Red, the Red Rock yeah, Theater yeah. would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, if, if passion wants to invite me down to, to speak, I mean, I'm definitely up for it. Yes. So. Everyone who's <laughs> listening to this, share this podcast and tag passion. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that. Okay. Number two is what is your favorite quote and or scripture? So, um, something that I went through in the last years was a lot of anxiety and panic attacks. And so I kind of held on to a favorite scripture, which is second Timothy one and seven. And it says that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. And I think that I had to go through a season where I had to hold on to that scripture and I had to really, um, believe the word to be the word. And so I, I just tell everyone now, like, that's my favorite scripture. Like I have a sound mind, regardless of what the enemy says, regardless of the lies being told. I have to hold on to the word that God gave me. So that's that's definitely my favorite scripture. That's powerful. I love that. And I too have, have wrestled and struggled with anxiety in the past and minister to a lot of people that do as well. And that is one thing I teach them. You remind yourself that you have the mind of Christ. You have a sound mind and, and to speak that over yourself. It's so powerful. Love that. So number three is if you could have a coffee date or if you're not a coffee person, tea, whatever you like to drink with anyone past or present, who would you choose? My wife, wherever she is. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. No, I was thinking That's about this. Funny. I'm like, man, who should I have coffee with? I love coffee. I'm a coffee addict. And so, uh, but I thought, man, wherever she is, I, I don't know what the holdup is, but I would love to have, I would love to have coffee with her. So if she's listening today, come on, like DM. No, I'm playing. No, we're not throwing that out there. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> That's so funny because whenever I preach, I will say that like I'm single because I know some of you might have an uncle or a brother or something. And I kind of yeah. throw that out as a joke, but Ty, it gets dangerous because I've been cornered after I speak sometimes. And one time I got cornered by these ladies and they're like, listen, our brother, he like lives in our parents' basement and he never comes out and sees the light of day and I was like so I started making a disclaimer like listen if he's like a deadbeat doesn't have a job you know like please don't approach me and save your right. time <laughs> that's 
funny. Or the worst one is when they say, well, God told me. No, 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 no. If God told you, God would tell me too. So don't, yeah, don't approach me with it. That is so funny. Honestly, we should make t-shirts for merch that say like, God did not tell you that. Mm, That's a good one. Absolutely. I love that. That's a good answer. Okay. Number four is who are your heroes slash role models? Um, I definitely think that my parents are for me. Um, I think in a world where there's a lot of divorce and a world where there's a lot of separation, I think that my parents have fought um, like hell and high water, literally, to stay together and to build a, a great family for us and my, my family, my siblings. And so I think it's definitely a role model. I've, I've watched them go from being you know, saved to youth pastors, to pastors, and now we're co-pastoring together. And so I've just like seen the whole journey and we, we've been a part of this together. And so I think that they're definitely role models, um, you know, coming something that we just came out of, which I mean, we're talking about it now, but something we just came out of with our church is we just talked about generational cycles mm-hmm. and um, on both sides of their family, uh, both grandparents, they've been divorced, multiple divorces. And so my parents have really broke a generational curse um, generational cycle. And so I think that, uh, I have to look up to them too, to say, I don't have to walk through that because you broke it. And so I definitely, definitely a role models in my life. That is so beautiful. And that's something I preach on a lot too. Being a first gen Christian is, is to the people, because I, I had this, like, I guess, shame on me for the longest time of feeling like, Oh, I don't have like generations behind me of people in faith, like my best friend that I ministered with did. And then the Lord really challenged my heart and spoke to me. He's like, okay, maybe you don't, but you get to be the one that changes that for future generations. And so I always encourage and empower people. Like it doesn't matter. Like you can, you can just break, break those generational curses and move on and draw a line in the sand kind of thing. So I, that's a beautiful answer. I love that. I was going to say too, that I I dealt with that a lot of times um, because I was, you know, I've been in church with, I know we'll probably get into that too later on the podcast, but you know, I've been in church and I was always, so reluctant to say, oh, I really don't have a testimony like that. Like, you know, people have these crazy testimonies that like you're on drugs or they were addicted or blah, blah, blah. And I felt really bad. But then God spoke to me. To stay in church. It's a lot harder to stay committed and stay faithful. And so he's like, you have a testimony. And so for anybody who's out there listening right now, too, and you're thinking, man, I don't have the generations behind me. I don't have the testimony. Be who you are. Like your story matters and everything that you've been through matters. Your family matters. And so whatever God has given you, like that testimony is powerful for somebody who's listening to it. Amen. Amen. And it's so funny because like I was kind of alluded to a little bit with ministering with my best friend who has many generations behind her people in ministry and pastors and things like that. She almost was on that end of like, I don't have a crazy powerful testimony and God really challenged her and spoke to her heart. Like there is a testimony in the fact that I've kept you from those things. And so Mm -hmm. it's powerful on both sides, whatever God's done in your life, doesn't matter. He's done. If he's done anything in your life, it's, it's worth telling. So, so I love that. We could do a whole podcast on just that. That's uh, (laughs) (laughs) okay. The last, the last of the five fun facts is what is one thing that God is teaching you in this season? It's a tough one, but one thing God is teaching me right now is that waiting isn't a bad thing. Um, that the Bible says that those who wait upon the Lord, he'll renew your strength. And so when you're in the waiting process, don't begrudge that season because God's trying to make you strong for what's coming. Um, and so that's something that God's really taught me to say, you know, hold up, slow down. Waiting is not bad. It's okay to get strength. It's okay to be renewed. It's okay to get ready for what's to come. 
Amen. I'm like, was he eavesdropping on my prayer time? I literally <laughs> quoted that scripture over myself today. And I was just thinking about, cause a lot of what I minister on my first book is called slaying singlehood, celebrating life in every season. And I talk in there about waiting well and, and being intentional, whatever season of life you're in. And so, yeah, that just so resonates with my heart too. And just realizing that the wait has a purpose because there's a time and a purpose for every season under heaven. So mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. Amen. So Ty, tell us your story. Who is Ty Hicks? Yeah, yeah. So um, like anybody else, I feel like I was you know, raised in church. I've seen my parents do some incredible things. Um, I've seen them you know, come into church to be youth pastors, associate pastors, pastors. And now we're co-pastoring together. And God just called us on a really great journey. And I'm excited about where we are, we are going. Um, but over like looking back on my life, um, there's just been some crazy things to take place and a lot of decisions that I had to make. Uh, I can remember being in high school and people having a party and they say, you know, we can't about time unless we're doing communion because there was just a lot of times that I would um, I would just choose church over other things. I would choose God over other things. Um, and I really put him forefront in my relationships. It's not to say that I, I never struggled or I never went through anything, but it's just that I always wanted to keep God first. Um, and he was always um, the first decision that I would make over everything else. And so um, I would just say that who Ty is like, I am a solid Christian. I and then the Bible, Bible. God says he loves David so much is because he was quick to repent. And I feel like the same way, like, man, even in the moments that I feel like I've failed or I've fallen, that I just want God to like forgive me, give me a clean heart, give me a fresh mind, give me clean hands, do whatever you got to do with me um, so I could get back on the, on track. And so um, I just, over the years, my teenage years, high school years, I just really put God first and I really wanted to know what he had for me. And so I really developed who I was and I started, so I started preaching early. God opened some crazy doors for me, um, some names I don't need to drop, but, you know, some crazy things happen. He hooked me up and connected me with a lot of people. And I've had, you know, things happen for like Israel trips and uh, conferences across America. And so it's been a, an incredible thing, an incredible journey so far. And I'm just excited what God's going to do next with us. That is absolutely amazing. And, and I'm actually speaking at a coffee shop this Friday. And part of what God's kind of stirring in my spirit to share about is just, surrender and what like we really have no idea like the bible says no eye has seen no ear has heard nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that god has prepared for us we know that's talking about heaven but there's so much that god wants to do this side of eternity and in through our lives and and it's beautiful when we say no to the world turn our backs on the world and say yes to god and so i was saved like the summer before my senior year of high school and i remember really challenging a lot of the christian kids around me like get serious about the lord get on fire you know whatever the ones that were just kind of lukewarm just going through the motions and they were like i don't want to like be that radical i don't want to be that sold out but the word says it when we surrender our lives to him that's when we actually find life and so that's what i hear when you share your story is like yeah you turned your back on the world but nothing that you gave up even compared to what god had for you so that's amazing beautiful i love it so if you're listening and you're like i don't know about this going all in thing i tell you i will tell you it's the best decision that you'll ever make so absolutely so let's talk about social media so so many throw shade at social media but it really can be a platform to reach so many people for Jesus. So tell us how God has used your platform to inspire and impact others. Share some testimonies. Tell us what that's been like for you. Yeah. So it kind of started um, in 2016. I was asked by Eddie James, uh, if you're familiar with his ministry, um, I was asked by Eddie James to go on an Israel trip with them. And that's kind of where social media to me, like 
kick-started. Um, in 2016, I was at the Tomb of Jesus in Jerusalem, and I just pulled my phone out and I created a video, and it kind of went viral. And like in the next, like over an hour or so, it hit a million views and like different places and it was really cool and so the testimonies that came in from that one video i mean people were saying like oh from the song we listened to i gave my heart back to god i did this i mean there were so many incredible testimonies coming through and so fast forward you know to 2020 2019 whenever it was that we started getting into tiktok tiktok was just another accelerated social media platform um we just i just started making funny videos with my family and my mom and sisters and so or my sister so i was just making these crazy uh videos Christ in the center of all of it for the most part and uh, people just picked it up and i mean we started doing um lives uh every single night of the quarantine through the COVID season and uh people were giving hearts to god people were getting involved it was really it's a really great experience so i know a lot of people throw shade at social media but i'm saying if you're using it right if you're doing what what you can there's nothing that god can't use if you give it to him um i, I a lot of times i preach a sermon that says god can do anything with the room that you give him and i think a lot of times we try to separate Lives and social lives, and we're not giving him all the room, but God can do anything with space that you give him, including social media. But the one thing about it is that if you try to block him from social media, or you're trying to do, you know, whatever, you're trying to live a different life uh, in the church and out of the church, it's never going to work. And so, um, so for me, I just felt like for my social media platforms, like I just wanted to give glory to God across all the boards. And so I just am very encouraged because of the testimonies that come in from it. So if you're out there and you're thinking, on TikTok, just do it because you're going to encourage somebody, whether it's through a laugh or an encouraging scripture or an encouraging quote, just do it and encourage somebody in the world. I love that. I love that. I remember the first time like Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, Hey, get on, just make a quick video, put it on Facebook. And I was, and all he wanted me to do was share a testimony of a healing, a physical healing that he had done in my life. I was so nervous, Ty. Like I sat there and counted, like, I'm like, I'm just going to give myself a countdown. Three, two, one, now I'm going to do it. <laughs> and I sat there forever. It was ridiculous, which is so funny. And anyone who's listening that knows me at all is like, seriously, because now I'm like a ham, like, give me the microphone. If God gives me something to say, but that's, that's pretty much where it falls though. For me, it's like, if, if it's not what God wants me to do, then I have no business being on, on camera or with the microphone in my hand. And, and I love that you kind of hit on this a little bit that who we are on a platform should be exactly who we are off a platform. And that's been something that's just been my heartbeat. And what I've shared with so many people that have their own platform too, is, is just integrity that who we are yeah. on a stage should be exactly who we are off the stage that Janice that you see behind closed doors is Janice who you see in front of the camera. So I love that. I love that you're using your platform to reach people for Jesus and just the impact that it's making. And God continues to remind me in this season of my life, just as he's using me in different arenas, different, you know, areas and things that he just keeps reminding me, like, you have no idea the ripple effect of your yes and your obedience to God. Mm. And that we'll never fully know the magnitude of just giving him our yes. And so I, I speak that too over anyone listening, just a boldness to do what God's called you to do because the world needs your voice. The world needs the gifts and the talents that are inside of you to come alive and to be used for God's glory. So I love all of that. That could be a whole other podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure could. <laughs> Okay, so the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, that bad company corrupts good character. So who we surround ourselves with makes a difference, good and bad. So talk to the podcast community about the importance of who we surround ourselves with and how that has played out in your own life. Yeah, so if there's ever one 
one thing I always preach is watch the people who are around you. Your, your company will always direct your life. What you're speaking to will always be in your presence. And you've got to look at the people around you and what they're doing and what their purpose is in your life. And so even if it's family members, look at their purpose in the, in, in your life. Are they good for you? Are they bad for you? When I had a teen class, when I, we were pastoring in West Virginia, I would always tell those teens, I said, always take inventory of the people around you, write, write it down, like get a piece of paper out, put down the right out beside of them. Are, are they good for me? Are they, they bad for me? And why are they in my life? And so um, you have to just watch uh, if you, whatever you're going. I've seen a lot of people on TikTok, a lot of TikTok friends, I could say, never met him in person, but I've talked to them a lot over the last few years, but I've seen where their community changes and then their videos change and then they've changed. And so it, it, it's a, it's a huge difference about the people you surround yourself with. If you want more of God, you got to get around godly people. If you want more knowledge for business, you got to get around business. Just work for church. This works for any aspect of your life. And so if you're trying to get smarter, you got to get around, get away from dumb people. And so it's just where, however you look at it. <laughs> Um, but, but I mean, whatever you're looking for in life, you've got to find people who are already there. And so now that's a whole topic too. I could go on, on a whole rabbit trail with this one, but you've got to look for people who are already there. So for those of you who are, who are standing behind leaders who are trying to get you to do something that they've not done themselves, those are bad leaders and you need to find somebody else to get under. And so, um, you've got to look at the people, where have you been? What are you doing? Where are we headed to? What's the vision for my life? What's the vision that God has called for me? And then, then find the people around you who can help push your vision. So I'll say this too, and I'll get off this subject because I'm a preacher and I could preach all of this. But um, all of my life, I felt like God has called me to stand under um, certain leaders. And so I've pushed their vision and I've been very um, dedicated and committed and supportive of their vision. But then there's there was a transfer where it was my turn to take a leadership position. And now there are support in the same way that I supported somebody else. And so it's really cool the way that God will, will shift your seasons. And it's really cool how God will shift your people. Um, and so even for your friendships, too. Don't neglect God because you think you're losing something, but cling to him and he'll all, always add into your life. And so I'll say, because one of my favorite books of the Bible is Ruth. And so Ruth decided to cling to Naomi and Ruth didn't know what, what was in Bethlehem. She had never experienced that before, but she clung to the one who had been there who had lived that life. And so um, Ruth gave up a lot in Moab. But Ruth was really excited about what Bethlehem had to offer. And so if you're clinging to the right people and you're doing what God is asking you to do, you're always going to be added to. But if you're clinging to the wrong people and you're doing what's wrong in your life and you're walking away from God, I think there's going to be a lot of subtraction that comes along with that. Mm. That is so good. And I would be over here going, amen, 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 the whole time you're talking, but it disrupts. And I've learned <laughs> to not do that because I am like, <laughs> I am, I am that person that will do that, but it always like interrupts the audio. So I'm like just sitting here going, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's so good. And I love one thing you hit on about like having a mentor. And that's something that I always encourage people. You should have people that are pouring into your life. You should have people that you're running with, and then you should have people that you're pouring into. And I was just at a women's conference a few months ago and the lady was talking about this like exact topic about who we surround ourselves with and how we become like those around us. But then she really talked about like us as a person, like, what are you bringing to the table? Are you someone that people want to be around with? <laughs> like, are you someone who edifies other people and builds other people up because people aren't going to be want to be around you if you're not. And so I just encourage anyone to just let God work in your heart and life so that you have something to bring to the table too. And we all bring something different and everything is needed. And so yeah, same, 
same. I could talk about this for a while too and how important it is because I look back over the seasons of my own life and the different people that God had in my life at different times and just the part that they played in my life and helping me to become who I am today. And I want to be that person for other people who champions other people, encourages other people in their call and gifting. And, and so yes to all of it. <laughs> yes to all of it. Okay, so so many people want to be used by God. They're searching for their identity and purpose, which I know is something that you're super passionate about. Or there might be listeners who don't even know that God has a purpose and plan for their life. So what advice would you give someone who's in a place of not really knowing what God has for them? Mm, this is a good question. Um, I think a lot of people are stuck here. There's a lot of church people who are stuck in this same long time but yet you don't know what god's asking of you um and i've just preached this in our church um this last month or so um but if you're in a place that you're saying i don't know what my purpose is i don't know where my identity is i don't know who i am and i don't know what god's asking of me the one advice that i could give you is to get closer to god be quiet so he can talk to you and then let the spirit reveal it to you and i could again janice i'm trying not to preach the whole thing but um, I could preach. Um, I think the one thing that people in our generation are looking for is for somebody else to tell them who they are. They're looking for someone to say, this is who you are. This is how you do this. And I want you to follow me. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that the spirit will reveal it to you. And so if there's one thing that I could tell anybody is to sit in a quiet room, put some worship music on, let God have time to speak to you and let the spirit reveal to you who you are. Um, because your mom could tell you that you're a preacher, but that's not what you're anointed to be. You're an amazing worship leader, but that's not what you're anointed to be. But when God speaks to you, God knows the blueprints of your life. He knows exactly who you are, what he has called you to do, what he has created you to do, what he's anointed you to do. And the spirit will reveal that to you. And now we're living in a day too, that a lot of people don't even believe in the spirit. We'd have a lot of people who ignore that whole portion of the Bible and they don't even look at that. But the Holy Spirit came after Jesus left this earth. He was the comforter. He was the guide. How can somebody guide me if they've not already been in my future? And so he knows my future. He knows my past. I've got to let the spirit reveal it to me who I am, who God's called me to be. And so I just believe that right now, wherever, you know, you're listening from whatever's going on in life, I just want the listeners to know, stop trying to get other people to tell you who you are, but just open yourself up and say, God reveal to me who you've already called me to be. I love that. And I love just, I actually did a middle school youth ministry for a few years and, and our name was identity. And my whole heart was to train up these kids to love the word of God and just to know who they are in Christ. And so I love that just through the word, we know who we are. And so that is something I encourage people all the time. Like if you never hear any, like hear anything I say, if you can just fall in love with the word of God, like that's first and foremost. And I love that you just talked about sitting with the Lord and letting him speak to you because the reality is when people come along and they speak things into your life or prophesy things into your life, it should really just be a validation and a confirmation of what God has already been speaking to you. And I have had times where people have prophesied certain things into my life. And I just kind of look at them cross-eyed like, ah, we're going to put that one on the shelf, like the top shelf in the back corner. Cause I don't really see that. And if it's of God, it'll come to pass. And, and a lot of those things have come to pass, but I love that. And I tell people all the time, like our greatest purpose is to know him and to make him known and whatever that looks like, whether you're on TikTok or you're 
bagging groceries like it doesn't matter as long as you are surrendered to the Lord and letting him use your life as a living sacrifice to do whatever he wants to do and into your life. So I love everything you said. And I was literally as you were talking, you started preaching there. I was like, I, if I was one of those people that would like take off running, I'm not a runner. Uh, if you know me at all, you're like, yeah, she's definitely not a runner. I was like, I would be that person right now. That is so so good to not look at other people for validation, but to look to him. And then it doesn't really matter what other people say to you or about you because you're just so confident in who you are in Christ that those things don't sway you. So yeah. Do you have anything else to add to that? That was so good. I do. Cause I mean, cause again, I'm a preacher. I could go on with this, but I was thinking as you were saying that is that it's cause it's a difference between when I find it in the word um, for me, like the second Timothy verse I, I told you about earlier is the one in one in seven is, is that, that, you know, I don't have a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Like, that's a great quote. That's a great scripture. And that's in the word. But until I went through a season of anxiety and I thought I was losing my mind and I had to stand in front of a mirror and let God reveal that word to me, let the spirit reveal that, that, you know what? These are not just words. These are my word. This is life. And you've got to learn how to stand on it. So again, it, the Bible's in the Bible. That's the word of God. And we believe that, but you've got to learn how to let the word be revealed to you until where it is real to you. It's not just words, but it's, it's literally God breathing on your life. And so for me over the last few years, I'm not really sure what happened, but I just felt like the enemy was really attacking my mind. And there were nights where I couldn't sleep and I was, you know, I was awake and, um, and I really thought that I was losing my mind and I would get up in the, in the middle of the night, look in the mirror and I would have to quote scripture over me because I had to realize this is revealed to me. This is real. What the enemy is saying about me, this is not how my life ends. God has something better for me. God has a future for me. And I had to learn how to speak the real word, the revealed word over my life. And so if anybody is out there listening to this and you're thinking, I relate to this so much. The one thing I can tell you, great piece of advice I could give you is to get the word and let that be revealed over you because that's the only thing that's going to get through. Songs will fade. Come on, y'all. I could go here. Songs will fade. Everything in the earth will fade, but that word is what's going to be remained and it's going to be sustaining your life. And so if whatever's going on, get the word, speak the word and let it be revealed over you. Yes. Yes. And even as you were talking, I was thinking about the scripture that says, um, talks about the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. And so, yes, I say amen and yes to everything that you said. And when the word really comes alive in our lives where it's not just words on a page, but we do realize it is the living and active, like God breathed, Holy Spirit inspired word of God. Like that is when it will transform and change us. And another thing I was thinking as you were talking was just something that the Lord's really taught me the last couple of years is the power of rejection. And mm -hmm. then like every thought that comes at me, I don't have to receive it. Every word that's spoken over me because I'm I'm, I'm a word nerd and I, I say this all the time, I'm a word nerd and like words are really weighty and heavy, not just for me, for everybody, like our words have the power of life and death. And so I would take everything that was spoken to me or said about me really to heart. And the Lord just started telling me, you don't have to receive everything. So I have just learned that, like I have a filter and if it doesn't line up with the word of God or whatever, I don't receive it. I don't let that settle in my heart so that it can torment me down the road or just get me off course in any way. And so I love that. And then to not only reject words, but then to also speak the truth and life in place of those. So yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It's, it's all like I was saying, I got to stop talking. Cause I'm like, I'm, again, I'm a preacher. I'm like, man, I could just take over this, but you know, we're, we're, we're in a podcast. We got to hurry yes. up. You know? <laughs> yes, we, yes. We're not at a conference right now. That's <laughs> so funny. Oh, so fun. Okay. I love, I've loved this conversation so much. So tell us, Ty, like what is next for you? What are you believing God for in your life? How can we be praying as a podcast community for you and your ministry? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, for me, I think the next is just that God is growing um, the local body that I'm a part of right now. We've we've launched our church about six months ago, um, and we're seeing like incredible growth, and God just doing something really cool in our area. And so, you know, the next six months to a year, I just like I can just look and know that God's going to be growing that ministry, and um, we're going to see lives changed and families changed. And um, and I just pray for myself personally that the doors just keep opening and God keeps just blowing my mind and. Um, the way that he's already done. And so if you guys want to pray for me, just pray for wisdom to walk through the doors that God has opened for me and to reject the doors that's not for me. And so um, one of my mentors, they they tell me all the time that before they ever take a speaking engagement, they always take time to pray and say, God, is this door open for me? Because every open door is not from God. Ooh, there's a whole sermon, but every open door is not from God. And so um Y'all just pray for me that when the doors do open, that I just go in the ones that God has called me to go down um, and not be trapped by the ones that's not for me. So, Amen. Amen. And I'm believing for those things for you, too. And we'll be praying for you as well. And just know that God has so many awesome opportunities for you. And that is even just hearing you speak. I feel like you're just echoing my own heart, too, in the last few years, because I was someone who would like didn't realize that not every opportunity is from God. And so if something came along, I'd be like, Oh, it must be God's will, you know, whatever. And then when the Lord actually started challenging me to actually pray before I would say yes to things, I realized, wow, there's actually a lot of things I'm saying no to, but it's because either that space is designed for someone else or God has somewhere else for me to be. And so that is, that is wisdom right there that you're already walking in and is just having discernment to not say yes to everything and to only say yes to what God actually has for you. So I'm believing that for you. So do you have any other encouragement for the podcast community? Anything else on your heart that you want to share? I would just say for everyone listening today, be a part of it. Like whatever God's calling you to do, like be a part of it. Give it your whole heart. Um, I'm one who believes that the local body is what grows the church. So get plugged into your local body. Um, don't be one of the people who just stream online. Don't be one of the people who say, oh, yeah, I go to an online church. No, go get your hands dirty. Go be a part of a church. Get a part of the local body because that's where growth really takes place. And that's where like change really happens. So uh, if I say anything for anybody that's a pastor coming out of me, but get get your hands into on the plow and uh, be a part of a church and become the church is how the Bible tells us to be the church. Don't just go to it. Don't just join it online but be the church. Amen. 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 I agree 100%. So Ty, how can listeners stay connected with you? Let everyone know. I'll also include it in the show notes, but how people can connect with you. And then will you end our podcast in prayer? Yeah. So you guys can follow me at I am Ty Hicks across all platforms, uh, especially TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, I would love to um, to have you on part of the journey. I always say this too: follow me as I follow Christ. And if any moment I'm not looking like Christ or sounding like Christ, the way he has called me to do, stop following me. That's a big thing. Ask the people that you're you're looking at and following, why, why am I following you and what are you doing with what God has given you? And so uh, follow me. I love you guys. I'm praying with you. I'd love to connect with you. And I'm going to end this podcast in prayer. So God, I thank you for every listener around the world. I pray that whatever you have placed on the inside of their life before they were even born, I pray that it comes out. I pray that it's evident in this season. God, I thank you that we were born for such a time as this. And God, I just believe for the best things to happen now in Jesus' name. And so God, I pray for everyone who is 
dealing with anxiety, depression, addiction, whatever they may be going through, Lord. God, I pray that those yokes are broken. And God, I thank you that right now they're able to walk in freedom. And so, God, I pray for every church leader who is listening right now. I pray for growth in their body. I pray that right now, Lord, if you have them in a waiting season, God, it's okay to wait because you're strengthening them, Lord. So I pray right now for everyone who's listening all around the world one more time, God, whatever you're asking of us, Lord, let us be the church. Let us rise up and be who you called us to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you.